0: Welcome into a Monday edition of the podcast. Thanks for joining us. A lot to catch up on from the weekend that was in BYU Sports here on Locked On Cougars. Some good news potentially on the horizon for the BYU basketball program. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about everything else going on in BYU Sports over the weekend. Great news for both the men's and women's volleyball programs, and a lot of other good news for softball and the like. We'll catch you up on all of it ahead on this Monday edition of the show. Our title sponsor today is our good friends at Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com right now, place an order, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Yes, 15% off using the promo code LOCKED15 at BiltBar.com. All right, so let's waste no more time and dive on in. It is a Monday. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for April 5th, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thank you again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports right here on Locked On Cougars. Reminder for you guys if you're new to the show, this is your daily podcast focused on all things BYU. We're with you Monday through Friday, talking everything going on in BYU sports news, and a huge thank you for your guys' support as always. Please Please make sure to hit that follow button wherever you're listening in from, whether it's Apple podcast, Spotify, Odyssey app, no matter what it might be, hit that follow button and join us every single day. Alright, getting going here on a Monday. First off, happy Easter to you all. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Those of you who are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, probably the majority of you listening to this podcast are, but nonetheless, hope you guys enjoyed General Conference as well and your week is off to a great start whenever you hear this. Some good news potentially on the horizon for the BYU basketball program? Well, if you believe the social media post from Matt Harms, it might give you some indication that he is considering actually coming back for another year in a BYU uniform. He posted over the weekend a, a, a kind of a post saying, weighing my options, and then we saw on his Instagram Live or whatever, that Instagram story, I don't know what exact Instagram Live is different than Instagram story, right? I'm pretty sure it is, but nonetheless, I'm showing my age here, but nonetheless, he posted that, hey, Coach Pope sent me a present. What do you think it could be? And it was a bunch of puzzle pieces. Then he posted a second post that said, Hey, Matt Harms, one more year coming from Mark Pope. And Mark Pope said towards the end of the season, his priority was to re-recruit the three seniors. Speaking of Harms, Alex Barcelo and Brandon Averett to come back to BYU next season. I think the reasons why are pretty easy. All three of them are impact players when they're at their best. I know that people have their consternation with a guy like Harms in particular, with his lack of ability, it seems like to really get physical in the post. But nonetheless, Mark Pope understands that when Harms is at his best, he's a very, very impactful player, and it's evidenced by him being named the West Coast Conference Defensive Player of the Year. He's seven foot three. You can't teach seven foot three, folks. You just can't do it. You would like to see him be more polished on offense, etc., but I can understand why the coaching staff, including Mark Pope, is very keen on potentially bringing him back. Then some of you are probably screaming at me right now, well, Jake, you, you talked about the fact that they're in a scholarship crunch. Let's relax a little bit on that. All three of these guys, Brandon Averett, Alex Barcelo, and Matt Harms, are exempted from NCAA scholarship uh, restrictions or whatever the quota might be in case of the BYU basketball program because they have allowed, the NCAA has allowed all of these basketball programs, like football, to bring back guys for their senior year if they want to do it over again. They froze eligibility, and those three would not count against the scholarship limit for BYU. BYU would essentially have six. 16 scholarship players for one season and then revert back to the 13 maximum uh, after doing that. Now, what are the chances of BYU getting all three of these guys back? Well, had you asked me, what, a week ago, I would have said that Matt Harms is moving on because he made it very, very clear after their loss in the NCAA tournament that it was a tough way for him to go out, how my basketball career is going to end or my college basketball career is going to end, and he's moving on. Could he still move on? Absolutely. And I would still venture to say that I think Harms will uh, go pro if he finds the right opportunity for himself. And then the question remains also about Brandon Averett, who has posted some cryptic tweets out there and posts that make you think that he's leaving. And then Alex Barcelo, it's been just nothing, essentially. not No indication based on what I have seen about him coming back. I know the coaching staff has hoped that one, two, or all three of them could come back and make an impact on next year's team, and they're going to try and sell them on it. There's no doubt about that, but I also get why the BYU uh, staff understands that these guys may want to move on with their life. Obviously, these guys have been playing college basketball for a long time. They're hoping to continue to play basketball for however long however long they can, and an opportunity to make money doing that is pretty important to them. So I completely understand if all three of them decide, you know what? I had a great experience. I enjoyed my time at BYU, but I'm moving on now, and I'm going to go make my money. I completely understand that. But to see uh, Harms actually indicate that he is considering his options, that's intriguing at the bare minimum for the BYU basketball program. I would really like to see at least one of the three come back, particularly one of either Alex Barcelo or Brandon Averitt to help kind of settle the guard line, especially if BYU does not get a guy like Mikey Saunders out of the transfer portal. You need a steady hand running this offense for BYU. We've seen it when BYU has competent ball handlers who are confident and capable of running the offense that Mark Pope likes to run. It runs so much better. When you don't have that guy on the court... Man, it's a—it's kind of scary to watch. But nonetheless, the good news is at least the sell job that the BYU staff is doing is at least giving Matt Harms some pause to think, you know what, maybe I do want to run it back for one more season. With the development of the other bigs on the roster, Richard Harward, chief among them, and also the new guys coming in, Atiki Ali Atiki, as well as Fusini Triore out of Wasatch Academy you could buy yourself some time to get them really up to speed and then after that you deploy them in full force once Matt Harm's ultimately moves on so I don't know that Matt Harms ultimately will decide to stay at BYU, but at least he's considering the notion of that. And that's a pretty important thing if you're a BYU fan because he has spoken pretty highly of his time in Provo, was a guy who wasn't necessarily keen on even coming to Utah, didn't know much about it to begin with. But the coaching staff sold him on it hard, and I think by all accounts he's really enjoyed his time. But he looked at it as a business trip. He told us uh, in the lead-up to him joining and enrolling in school at BYU, joining the basketball pro, that he was looking at this as an eight-month business trip. So I, I'm i still leaning that Matt Harms ultimately decides to move on if he finds the right opportunity professionally for himself. But the good news is at least Mark Pope is trying to kick every uh, opportunity at him or throw every opportunity at him to bring him back along with Alex Barcelo and Brendan Averitt. What I was told last week is that one of the two, speaking of um, Barcelo or Averitt, would come back more than likely. It was not likely that both would come back, but only time will tell, folks. If they can get the if the coaching staff, speaking of Mark Pope, If they can get Matt Harms, who is very definitive about, hey, that's the end of my college career, to consider coming back, who's to say that they can't sell the other two on running it back one more time? I guess we'll find out, but the good news is at least the staff is kicking every opportunity at these guys. But I'm saying throwing every opportunity at these guys and throwing every option they have at their disposal to get them to come back for another year. And if they do, I'm telling you what, BYU could be very much a team to reckon with next season despite it looks like Gonzaga maybe even upgrading in talent. We're going to talk a little bit more about that next. Gonzaga playing for the national title tonight in the NCAA men's basketball tournament final. We're going to examine uh, what the future of Gonzaga might be and how it relates to BYU basketball here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at betonline.ag. Guys, absolutely love this company. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, obviously, but NBA college hoops are coming to an end Tonight, NHL, Major League Baseball, all in full swing. BetOnline even covers award, TV shows, and reality TV if you want to bet on that. They've got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. They get you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is officially the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device now to sign up today. And make sure while you're there, when you place your first deposit, use the promo code LOCKEDON and receive a 50% welcome bonus. Yes, Free money from our friends at BetOnline. A fifty percent welcome bonus using the promo code LockedOn at BetOnline.ag. Take advantage of that now, guys. It's courtesy of BetOnline. They are your online sportsbook experts. All right, my friends, want to encourage you guys once again to check out the Locked On Today podcast. Get you all of the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow Locked On today. We're on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. One thing they'll be talking about on that podcast today, I guarantee you, is the showdown between Baylor and Gonzaga in the NCAA men's basketball tournament final, the national championship this evening. Seven o'clock Mountain Time, nine o'clock for those of you on the East Coast, six o'clock on the West Coast, and in Hawaii, what are we at? Three o'clock? Something like that. Six o'clock? I don't know. Anyways, nonetheless, the national championship is tonight and West Coast Conference power Gonzaga goes for their first national title. Really the only thing that Mark Few in his 20 plus years coaching up there in Spokane has not done is win a national title. And yes, those of you who are watching Saturday night absolutely needed one of the best shots we have ever seen from Jalen Suggs to advance to the national title game. Tip my cap to UCLA. They gave Gonzaga everything that they could handle. The tightest game Gonzaga has played all year in the national semifinal. But nonetheless, Gonzaga goes for that national title tonight. And folks, I'm looking forward to this. And there are some out there, I think, of you that are probably listening to this wondering, is there ever going to come a day, Jake, that BYU basketball is going to catch up with Gonzaga? Well, folks, uh, based on what we saw in recruiting over the weekend, BYU still got their work cut out for him because uh, it was revealed that Gonzaga apparently is the odds-on favorite to land Chet Holmgren, who is the top prospect in this year's recruiting class in college hoops. Some of you are wondering, okay, who the heck is Chet Holmgren, Jake? I'll tell you what, folks. He is a seven-foot wingman who can stroke it from distance. We're talking... Think of a Kevin Durant type of a player, folks. He is that good. Like I said, all is seven feet tall, pretty thin, but has a nice tight handle, can shoot it from anywhere on the court, and like I said, has the length to really take it to the rack if he needs to. He is coming out of Minnesota, the same area that gave Gonzaga Jalen Suggs, and apparently Chet Holmgren is going to shoot the types of, let's say, Duke or uh, Kentucky or one of the name of Blue Blood out there and go to Spokane, Washington to play for the Gonzaga Bulldogs. The rich get richer, folks, and it's just, man, it's crazy to think about. Because BYU, you thought, okay, they're going to graduate a bunch of these guys off this year's team. They may fall back just a little bit. No, they're just going to add the top guy in the recruiting class. They added a kid uh, from Omaha, if I'm not mistaken as well, who's the number six recruit in this year's recruiting class. Because that is just reloading, folks plain and simple. They're just reloading. And that's crazy enough to think about is that Gonzaga has turned themselves into just an absolute powerhouse. I saw some stories over the weekend that they're on the way to making themselves into a blue blood in college basketball. Not surprising, considering they have absolutely dominated the last few years. And if they win a national title tonight, you can guarantee even more people are going to be interested in going up to Spokane to play for Mark Few. They've done an incredible job. Tommy Lloyd has been the assistant there under Mark Few for the entire run. I think Few's been there, and Lloyd's just been a master recruiter. They've built their reputation in the international game, but a guy like Jalen Suggs comes in. He's going to be a top three pick in the NBA draft. You're going to potentially, it sounds like, bring in the top overall prospect next year and probably have him for one season. Just, you, you look at what's going on with Gonzaga, and I don't know how BYU is ever going to catch up with them. And I know that's probably disappointing for me to say to you guys because you're thinking, well, Jake, they need to find a way to catch up with them. Well, when Mark Few maybe retires, you catch up with them. It's just, man, I don't get it. It's just crazy to think about the success, the run, the just the overall prestige that Gonzaga has turned itself into. And yes, I understand that they've had incredible opportunities over the past few years. Uh, Hunter Salas, by the way, is the other kid coming in from Omaha. He's the number six uh, prospect, a six foot five wing who's expected to come in and really replace like a guy, guy like Corey Kispert. Uh, Walker Kessler, a seven foot big man transfer from UNC, also on the list that Gonzaga could bring in as a transfer. Folks, it, it, I I, I want to say that Mark Pope and company are going to do their absolute darndest to catch up with Gonzaga, and I wholeheartedly believe they're going to do everything they can, but until they start landing top 50, top 25, top recruits and recruiting classes in Provo, good luck competing with Gonzaga because that's the level that the Zags are at. The Bulldogs are... And an elite, an elite, 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 elite level. I've repeated that multiple times for emphasis. They are competing among the upper echelon of the sport, and it just so happens the BYU happens to be in the same conference of them. So, yes, I think the hope is that BYU at some point could chase down Gonzaga. You would have hoped they would have done it once before in the past 10 or so years. They've been in the West Coast Conference, but it just looks like Gonzaga continues to just up the ante at every point. It's crazy to me to think that the top overall prospect in the 2022 recruiting class and folks, I don't watch a lot of guys uh, film like prospects unless they're a guy who's considering BYU. It's just, it's not one of my things I enjoy doing. I've seen a lot of Chet Holmgren. He just shows up in a bunch of highlight videos. If you ever see him, he is going to be an absolute star in my opinion in the NBA. And if he's going to spend a year up in Spokane, well, you're going to get a nice close-up view of him at least twice, hopefully, for BYU. And he is very, very good, but just makes it that much tougher. The road is that much tougher for the BYU basketball program if they have hopes of competing against the types types like Gonzaga and becoming a national program. I'm probably not making much sense out here other than to say that I just think that BYU, yeah, they have hopes of becoming that caliber of a program, but man, it has taken 20-plus years for Gonzaga to get to that level. BYU's got to kind of be in this for the long play. And if a guy like Mark Pope wants to build that in Provo, well, he's going to have to really be patient and continue to build, work internationally on the recruiting front, up the recruiting ante. Uh, you're going to have to find guys who are willing to live by the honor code that BYU espouses to. It's much more stringent than the likes of Gonzaga. And that's not to, say that, not to say that Gonzaga doesn't have an honor code. They do. But BYU's is very much more rigid and, uh, what do we t- call it? steadfast, I guess is a good way of putting it. I don't know. It's a Nice Mormon term for you guys, or uh, but nonetheless. This is going to make life that much more difficult for the BYU basketball program. So understand that Mark Pope and company, his staff, they're doing everything within their power to become a national program. The problem is the top dog in their conference so happens to apparently be the top dog in all of college basketball. And we'll find out tonight if they ultimately achieve that uh, last kind of goal that they've had is to win a national title. They got a tough matchup against Baylor, but nonetheless, Gonzaga just continues to get it done, folks. And... You hope at some point, yeah, BYU could do what Gonzaga's doing, but man, it's absolutely incredible to watch the Bulldogs and what they have accomplished under Mark Few, and I'll tell you this much. Mark Few has a lot of respect for BYU. He has made no bones about it. He loves having BYU in the conference. He sees them as their chief rival in conference, speaking of Gonzaga, but... He also is operating at another just a level than BYU is operating at currently. Could we hope that BYU gets there one day? Sure. But it's taken Gonzaga over two decades at this point to get there and It's crazy to think about how much more work BYU has to do to catch up to get to that level. But we'll find out. It'll be interesting to see how Mark Pope was about combating the likes of Gonzaga. It's tough enough to beat them on the court, but when they're recruiting at the level they're recruiting at, it just it screams to me it's going to be even tougher for you if you're the BYU basketball program. I'd I'd like to give you guys kind of like this glass, glass half full thing and say you know what BYU can get there one day, and I think that they could if they if they really got a good run, got some good recruits, all that type of stuff, and I think Mark Pope is kind of in the infancy stages of building that, but as we just talked about, Gonzaga's been at this for 20 years, folks. They've been the Cinderella since the late 90s. You remember their runs to the Sweet 16. They've made runs to the Elite 8, to the Final Four. Now they're playing for a national title. Well, it doesn't come. Rome wasn't built in the day, so the BYU basketball program, understand that there probably needs to be a little bit of patience and understanding that Mark Pope is up against just an absolute Leviathan, a Goliath, if you will, when it comes to competing in the West Coast Conference, and it doesn't look like that Goliath is slowing down anytime soon, so we'll find out how they go about it, but Very interesting to see the Gonzaga. Yeah, they're having maybe their best season ever. Undefeated, potentially added national championship tonight. And what they're going to do next year is add two top 10 prospects, probably a top 10 transfer prospect, and just run it back again. Just crazy crazy stuff happening in Spokane. All right. We will transition away from BYU basketball and West coast conference talk, and we'll catch you up on everything else going on with the Cougars and sports over the weekend. Great news for the volleyball programs from the weekend. That was a milestone victory in softball disappointing outing for the women's gymnastics program. We'll recap it all for you here in just moments. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at built bar folks. We've told you a lot about them over the past month. We've been doing the built bar bracket madness challenge. And of course the glue, the Goliath, the Gonzaga if you will, going into that tournament or the bracket that they had was the Coconut Brownie Chunk and Coconut Brownie Chunk came out on top. Was that good news for Gonzaga? We'll find out tonight, but nonetheless built Bars are the best tasting protein bars ever, folks. Over 20 unique flavors out there. I absolutely enjoy the Cherry barcia, the Coconut Almond, Raspberry Orange, Banana Bread. They've got all kinds of flavors. I guarantee you'll be able to find at least two or three that you will enjoy. They're covering 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. I mean it sincerely when I say these taste like a candy bar. I would encourage you guys to check them out. They're perfect for the health conscious guy or gal. Whether you're trying to lose or maintain weight, they're the perfect complement to your diet. Give them a shot, folks. Check them out. No. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. You heard that right. 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. All you got to do is use the promo code LOCKED15 when you get there to check that out. Take advantage of that offer now. Enjoy the best tasting protein bars ever and do it at builtbar.com with our good friends at Built Bar. Folks, it is April, and the Locked On NFL Network of podcasts is shifting into draft mode. April 19th through the 23rd, the ultimate 2021 mock draft featuring an analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Brian Baldinger, and Michael Lombardi will be upon us. Find out who trades up, who trades back, and who selects the next young star. Stay tuned for more info about where you can find the ultimate 2021 mock draft here soon on the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, catching you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news, folks. Great news. For the women's volleyball program. They earned the number 16 seed and a first round bye in the NCAA 2020 tournament. It was announced yesterday on ESPNU. Three other in state teams are going to make the field UVU, Weber State, and Utah all made it. Uh, Utah also seeded where they'll have a first round bye, whereas the Wildcats and the Wolverines will play in a first round matchup. But BYU has a big opportunity for themselves ahead, the number 16 seed. They will play either the, the winner of either. Lamar, or no, excuse me, Ryder and UCLA on April 15th. The Utes will get the winner of LIU and Pitt at 8.30 in the second round as well that same day. Uh, so, funny enough, BYU and UCLA in the second round of an NCAA tournament in just a few weeks. Yeah, it could be good. Yeah. Uh, okay anyways uh, but good news for the women's volleyball program congratulations to them on earning that national recognition obviously another incredible run winning the West Coast Conference title for the fifth time in six seasons under Heather Olmstead just an elite elite program so congratulations to the Lady Cougars they'll be getting ready for that action it's all going to be in place in Omaha this year for the women's volleyball tournament hopefully the Cougars have a nice long run there in the Midwest the men's a volleyball program number two ranked in the country. They finished off their season in fine style with a three to one win over Southern California. Their senior core of seven guys celebrated senior night and went out in a really nice fashion. Filippo de Fer- Fr- Brito Ferreira, Zach Eschenberg, Cyrus Logo Gabby Garcia Fernandez, Zach Hendrickson, Mickey Jahanen and Will Stanley. All celebrated their senior night finally. That group has one thing that they have not accomplished and that's winning an NCAA title. They were on the way to doing it last year. Hopefully they can do it this year. Amongst that group though, you have two NCAA semifinal appearances, a championship appearance in 2017, a conference title from two years ago, five All-American citations, 13 All-League citations, and Fernandez, who is the reigning MPSF Player of the Year with numerous weekly conference and national awards. This is a group that needs to go out and win a national title. there be nothing better to see these seven guys go out with a long-held hope of winning a national title that we have not seen for BYU men's volleyball since 2004. There are three banners hanging in the Smith Fieldhouse. How awesome would it be to add a fourth this season? I believe that BYU can do it. They're playing absolutely incredible right now, despite some early season misgivings. I think they're doing the right things now and hoping that they can go out and really have a nice run here in the postseason, make it to the NCAA tournament, the Final Four National Championship, and bring home that elusive title. It's been what? So 2004, 2021? Wow, just been a long, long time since BYU has won a national title. It'd be awesome to see them win that. Also, congratulations to Gordon Eakin from the BYU Women's softball program. They swept Baylor in back-to-back games on Friday, seven to five, the scoreline in both of them, giving him seven hundred career wins as the head coach of the BYU women's softball program. Coach Eakin's been an institution there in Provo. You don't win 700 career games for nothing. They've made runs in the NCAA tournament for what the last two decades it feels like. So hopefully they can have another good season here but congratulations on that milestone to Coach Eakin. And then finally a couple other notes for you guys. BYU men's baseball finished off their weekend with a 3-1 to victory over Santa Clara. Congratulations to them. Nice showing for them as they Bounce back from a rough weekend the week before in the WCC. Santa Clara now at 11 and 15 on the year, four and five in West Coast Conference play. BYU, contrastingly, nine and 15 on the year, five and four in West Coast Conference play. But always good to get a run, a nice win on the road to finish things up. BYU is back at Miller Park this week as they host Portland from April 8th to the 10th. Both of the games on Thursday and Friday are set for 6 o'clock Mountain Time. Saturday's got a matchup at 1 p.m. All of those games will be on. On the BYU TV app. Also audio broadcast on the BYU Cougars network as well. So a lot of fun there. And two more notes for you guys here on the track and field front. Javelin thrower Cameron Bates as well as distance runner Connor Mance both broke BYU track and field records as 11 Cougars achieved all-time marks of the Hayward premiere up in Oregon and the UVU Invitational. Bates had a uh, javelin throw of 253 feet and 2 inches surpassing the record by nearly 5 feet set nearly 35 years ago by Soren Talhelm in 1986 that record was older than I am folks crazy enough but congratulations to Bates that's an absolutely incredible throw for Cameron Bates and a nice showing for him and then Mance obviously coming off the NCAA 2020 cross-country championship he ran a 13 minute 24.78 second run in the 5,000 meters to pass Joshua Hutinsky in 2007 to set a new school record in the 5,000 meters guy is not slowing down for anybody so congratulations to both Connor Mance as well as Cameron Bates on those program records and the other 11 Cougars who had their lifetime best in those events both in Oregon as well as up the road at UVU and then finally women's soccer drew 1-1 at St. Mary's got a late equalizer but couldn't find the ultimate game winner in extra time and settled for the 1-1 draw out there in Moraga BYU remains on the road for two more matches this weekend best elected coach Rockwood in the- the rest of her squad as they try and pick up a couple more wins a little bit disappointing to see them draw on the road against the likes of st mary's obviously they'll be a little bit disappointed in their own thing oh and also bad news for women's gymnastics they were seated high but could not get out of the initial pod that they were competing in the morgantown uh, pod there in the NCAA championships, finishing in third place in that 14 pod, and as such, their season is over. So, Guard Young getting ready uh, once again for another run next year, but disappointing end to their season as well. But nonetheless, they'll be looking to rebound in 2021 officially. The seasons are all screwed up, folks. They keep saying that they have the 2020 season for all these teams that compete normally in the fall, despite it being 2021. I'm all kinds of jacked up when it comes to tracking all this, but you know what? Nonetheless, Great run for the women's gymnastics program. Disappointing end to the season. There's no doubt about that. And they'll be looking to rebound next year. All right. That's going to do it for this Monday. A big thank you for your support of the podcast. As always, follow us on social media Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Locked On Cougars. Feel free to weigh in any time with your thoughts. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. You can reach out to us that way as well. Until tomorrow, have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for April 5th, 2020 and we will talk to you guys tomorrow.